0: welcome to the canadian football countdown i'm ryan coop here alongside michael Garrell, adam stewart and trey kolbeck welcome one and all to our final preseason episode here on the canadian football countdown season preview content welcome to the 2022 canadian football countdown fantasy draft and prop bets special one of my favorite episodes every year the four of us will be going head-to-head in a 13-round fantasy draft here, kicking off shortly. Uh, and we'll do some prop bets at the end as well. Before I bring in the rest of the panel, I do want to mention we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Uh, and as always, I want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oja Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation as well as from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Game Time TV. Mike, you want to tell folks a
1: little more about Game Time TV and uh, what's going on there? Yeah, the, Whoops. Yeah, Game Time TV is your local sports podcast. Uh, Loto Sports Streaming, that uh, company. Uh, we stream uh, live events and other uh, content, such as this very podcast for people to watch either live or on demand. Uh, you can find out temporary information at facebook.com uh, Game time TV GameTimeTVMB. I'm working on that new website which is going to be up and running in the next week 10 days right on right on well let's bring
0: in our full panel of drafters you just heard from him already so he's here first the the reigning champ here from last season's draft uh, was just mike and i last year now we've got four of us uh mike how are you feeling going into tonight's draft looking for the repeat
1: Well, I'll tell you, I was just as nervous tonight as I I was last year. Um, But it seemed to me like I got stronger as the season went along last year and uh, was able to win. And we'll see with two new uh, competitors this year how that's going to go. It made drafting a little bit more interesting. Um, There's some new rainbows, which I'm pretty excited about. But all in all, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be unlike me, or it wouldn't be very nice if I wasn't best to defend my title. So that's what I'm going to attempt to do this time around. All right. Well, best of you to,
0: to in tonight's best of luck to you in tonight's draft, Mike. Uh, we welcome in one of the new competitors. Uh, the great Trey Kolbeck is here. Trey, how you feeling coming into your first? draft here tonight
2: i'm feeling pretty good um mike's talking some smack there but i think it's going to be a good long season this summer and uh i'm looking forward to it man i'm pretty excited let's get the let's get the draft going right on right
0: on and uh over in saskatchewan uh we bring in the great adam stewart also first time here in the cfc fantasy draft uh adam what's going on tonight well, just heading home here and trying to get into the uh
3: Team Adam war room to try to make sure that our scouts have, I think, made a pretty good plan here tonight and should be uh should be an interesting draft. I we've got a few strategies laid out in case these guys have some different ones that I don't expect. But I think overall should be a fun night here tonight.
0: Right on. So we're gonna do a 13 round draft tonight. Each of us will be taking two quarterbacks, two running backs five wide receivers, two kickers, and two team defenses. So not the individual defensive players, but the defenses as a whole. Uh, And uh, at least two of the players you pick must be Canadians. Uh, In terms of scoring system, we generally follow the same scoring system the CFL Fantasy website uses. Uh, Quarterbacks, one point for every 25 yards passing, four points for a touchdown through the air, six points for a touchdown on the ground, 10 yards uh rushing gives you a point interceptions minus two two point converts two points as well uh running backs and wide receivers uh one point for every 10 yards rushing or receiving six points for a touchdown 25 return yards get you a point uh six yard or six points for rushing touchdown two point conversion also two points there as well defense uh one point for a sack two for an interception two for a fumble recovery two for a safety, and then depending how many points your defense allows in a game, uh, you get points as well. You get a shutout, you get 10 points, uh, and it ranges down from there as well, all the way to if uh, your defense gives up 35 points in a game, minus four. So uh, gotta pick those stingy defenses here. Kickers, it's based on the range of the field goal, 50 plus yards is five points, 40 plus is four, 30 plus is three, I think you get the rest uh, from there. Uh, like I said, 13 round draft tonight. So 52 players slash teams going off the board here in our fantasy draft. Uh, well, to kick things off, let's take a look at what the random draft order is. Drum roll, please. And let's bring it up here on screen for everybody to see. Uh, Thanks to good old wheelofnames.com. Who will have the first overall pick in the fantasy draft here tonight? It's Trey. Trey has pick number one. Uh, Trey will get to pick first overall. Let's see here who gets the second overall pick in the draft as well. And at number two will be Mike. Mike getting the second overall pick. And between Adam and I, three and four, pick number three in a Saskatchewan green will be Adam. And uh, it's basically a formality, but I want to see my name picked here as well. So uh, we'll just wait for my sad little name to, to end up here in fourth. Uh, So that is our draft order for tonight. Trey is up first, Mike is second, and Adam is third. I am fourth. How are we feeling, boys? Everybody happy with the pick they have? Any last-minute trades before we begin from anybody? I mean, I wouldn't uh, go and say that my favorite uh,
3: coach is Chris Jones without at least trying to uh, see what the first overall pick was worth. But I don't think I can afford it. So, you know what?
0: Let the games begin. Let the games begin is a great way to put it. If nobody's got any trades to make, let's get this going. Let's get rolling along here with the first overall pick. Let me pull the draft board up on the screen here for us all to watch throughout the night uh trey you are up at first overall on the draft board who are you taking and where are we going let's kick this thing off
2: well first of all thank the the magical circle for giving me the first pick and uh really excited about this one boys uh so team trey team degenerates here we're gonna take former cincinnati bearcat and the 2010 for a first team all big east quarterback Current Winnipeg Blue Bomber, number eight, Zach Caleros.
0: All right, Zach Caleros going at number one on the board. tray. what is it about, about Caleros that makes you uh, want to take him at first overall? Well, Hopefully you guys on the camera
2: can. That's reason number one. and And this one's reason number two.
0: So, you know, that's why. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. Uh, for those listening to the uh, the audio version, of the podcast, Trey holding up uh, his two replica Grey Cup rings uh, from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers there, so laying down the smack here early with the first overall pick. We go over to number two. It's Team Mike. Mike, you're up.
1: Well, with the second overall pick, Team Mike would like to select from Matroda, Ardenas, Andrew Harris.
0: All right, Mike. Tell us about Andrew Harris here. What's uh, wh- what's what's appealing at number two overall?
1: Uh, Canadian. First off, very very important in this draft, and I feel a very mo- motivated Andrew Harris uh, for this year, and I think that spells big big trouble for the rest of the CFL uh, as far as running backs go. And uh, I'm hedging my bets, but he didn't win another rushing title. All right,
0: fair enough. Adam,
1: over to you with pick
0: number three.
3: With the third overall pick in the CF Football Countdown uh, Fantasy Draft, Team Adam is proud to select from the Calgary Stampeders, Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, For reasons why, I guess, uh, it's Bo Levi Mitchell. I mean, I I honestly was surprised to to see him here at number three i mean usually you take the best available but i don't know it seems like some people are drinking the winnipeg kool-aid a little too much over there so anyways yeah no he uh i think probably going to be an mop quarterback again this year and should should be great so
0: all right bo levi mitchell at number three uh i don't know where do you guys have bo levi mitchell on your quarterback rankings there mike and trey was he was he near the top? Or are we expecting an MOP bounce back from Bo here in uh, in with an early round pick? Uh,
2: he was not on my list, Ryan. Uh, we decided that he wasn't a fit.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'll have to say, yeah. Adam, you could add him much later from me as well. I ranked my nine quarterbacks before we began. Bo Levi Mitchell was number nine on my list in terms of fantasy quarterbacks because he doesn't run the ball. Rushing yards are huge when it comes to fantasy, and uh, you don't get that from Bolivie Mitchell, but uh, hey, bounce-back season here for him. You never know. Uh, We then move over to me with back-to-back picks. That's a lot of pressure to have the first back-to-backs here. Um, I honestly didn't think he was going to make it here to me, so I think I got to go for him here at number four. I'm going to take from the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Cody Fajardo at quarterback. I think uh, Cody Fajardo is the top option at quarterback in the CFL to me. I think he is going to have a fantastic bounce back season this year. And I'm really happy to uh, have him here at the fourth overall pick. Uh, Moving over to number five, kicking off round two is myself uh, as well uh and i'm i'm gonna stay i'm gonna go with the pairing i'm if i'm taking cody fajardo i'm going right to his number one receiver this season and i'm going with duke williams at number five overall i think williams is uh we saw his explosiveness we saw fajardo hitting him on deep balls in training camp we're gonna see so many of those this season i'm taking duke williams at number five so uh couple riders for me to kick off the draft here. Let's go back to you, Adam, in the second round. Uh, What are you thinking here for pick number six?
3: Well, I'm getting a little concerned. There's some rough riders going already here. So I'm going to take one of the rough riders and I'm going to take one of my Canadian spots. Uh, Give me Keon Schaefer-Baker, receiver for those Saskatchewan rough riders. Reason being, last year had a big season. Had a great training camp, had a good uh, two preseason games. I think he's ready to explode in this uh, CFL. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that I hope can really lead the riders to some success this season.
0: I I think that's a great pick. Schaefer Baker is definitely up there on my list of top Canadian receivers as well. Uh, Mike, we go back to you here for pick number seven.
1: You are a very fortunate man that you made that decision. Um but no, in all seriousness, uh great player. Um yeah. Uh with my second pit, I guess that would be seventh overall now. I can't do mental math in my head. Uh team Mike Selects from the Ottawa Red Blots. Jeremiah Mazzoli. And I believe that the pedigree of Jeremiah Mazzoli in years past is going to help Mr. Mazzoli this year with a new team and a offensively-minded head coach slash offensive coordinator will help bring out the best in this individual. All right. Well put there.
0: The Jeremiah Mazzoli, the fourth quarterback off the board here again, everybody needs two. we all have one so far. So one more to go for each of us. Will Trey take a quarterback here with his back-to-back picks? You are up to round out round number two, Trey.
2: No, I'm going to take my back-to-back picks and uh, scratch off two Canadians. First, I'm going to go... North Dakota, or University of North Dakota, Brady Oliveira at running back, and then followed up by Nick Dembski. I know I'm going really hungry with the blue. Um, I I just, again, kind of the same thought that Ryan had earlier. You know, if I want uh, to get those double points with Caleros throwing to Dembski or throwing them to Brady in the backfield, that's the way I'm going. But uh, I don't know if we're going to see much
0: blue after this, boys. Is there a concern there at all for you, Brady Oliveira, the timeshare with Johnny Augustine? Because that was something that had worried me coming in to the draft around around the Bombers there.
2: Uh, No, because again, I thought that he'll pick up some receiving yards to maybe balance it out. And uh, we'll see how it goes, man. You know, there's a waiver wire.
0: There is a waiver wire. Yes, that is true. We are not locked in based on the picks we make here today. Uh, We should mention before we go back to Mike for the next pick as well, that uh, so we're drafting basically two of every position and five receivers in terms of the actual game day, weekly rosters, uh, one quarterback, one running back, three receivers, a defensive kicker, and at least one Canadian. So uh, you got about half your team on the bench. Uh, We've got a couple running backs picked so far. Andrew Harris, Brady Oliveira. the first two off the board, uh, And uh, Nick Dembski, the third receiver there. Mike, back to you for your pick in round number three.
1: I can't get to the front of the buffet line fast enough to announce this one. I'd like to take from the Montreal Alouettes running back, William Stanback. Much like Andrew Harris, I feel this gentleman is in the running for a rushing title. If he stays healthy, he'll have a hungry team in front of him. And he's just one of the better running backs and one of a great option to have in a tandem with Mr. Andrew Harris. Well, we just got a comment in right before that
0: pick from our, uh, our friends over at uh, Hussey's Huddle. Uh, great YouTube channel there with some great uh, CFL previews. I'm shocked no one has picked William Stanback yet. Well, Mike, you uh, must have read the mind there because uh, he goes in round number three. Adam, over to you with your pick for round three.
3: Well, let's face it. I mean, I was on the verge of saying the word Stanback if somebody else didn't say it just before me. So I guess being the guy second in the line there, I'm going to go a little bit different here. I'm going to go with uh, the Calgary Stampeders once more and go Kadeem Carey for running back for these uh, Calgary Stampeders.
0: I'm disappointed because that was that was the next pick I was making right off the board there. Uh, Kadim Carey, uh, in my opinion, was number one in my running back rankings uh, there as well. So I guess I have to adjust a little bit there. Hmm. Well, if I do need to adjust, that is okay. I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to stick at the wide receiver position here. And uh, I'm going to take from the Montreal Alouettes, Eugene Lewis. Uh, the Alouettes are a one-two punch at wide receiver, pretty much. It is Eugene Lewis and it is Jake winicky I went back and forth on which one of them I wanted. I could potentially take both right now, and I'm very, very tempted to do so. Uh, but I don't quite know if I am ready to make that jump there yet. So I'm going to go for a bit of a different pick here and I'm going to round out my two quarterbacks in the draft and I am going to go with Nathan Rourke of the BC Lions. I want a, I don't have a Canadian on my roster yet. I want one at quarterback. I believe Nathan Rourke has the potential to be as good of a fantasy quarterback as any others. He uses his legs yeah, a lot. Uh, he's got some great playmakers in Burnham and Lucky Whitehead. Give me Nathan Rourke in round four. Might be, high, might be a high jump for him, but uh, I'm willing to take it there with my back-to-back picks. Uh, Adam, back to you.
3: Well, seeing as you said the BC Lions,
0: and I was thinking on that one for
3: a little bit here, I believe that I'm going to be going with number seven, Lucky Whitehead from the BC Lions. Uh, Let's face it. The Lions don't have maybe a lot of pieces sometimes, but they do have two explosive receivers. And Lucky Whitehead is definitely one of them.
0: All right. The first Lions receiver off the board with Lucky Whitehead for Adam. Your second wide receiver of five here in the draft. Mike, you do not have a wide receiver yet. Are you going that direction, or are you going somewhere else in round four? You're up.
1: I like the way this musical thing is trending, if that's the right direction. Uh, I guess we're all singing on the same musical line or the same musical chord. But I'm going to go from the BC Lions, and I'm going to take Brian Burnham. Uh, Just as much as we, everybody made uh, talk about, I think it was Ryan who said, you know, Montreal has a one-two punch at wide receiver. Uh, So does BC. And as we know in fantasy football, wide receivers and running backs can put up points in a very, very quick hurry when you need them. I expect this guy to be uh, impactful when it comes to putting touchdowns on the board as well. All right. Three
0: straight Lions off the board here. Uh, Will Trey make it four uh, back-to-back picks again? Fourth over or rounding out round four and kicking off round five. Trey, you are on the clock.
2: All right. First of all, I'm going to go with my backup quarterback here, Montreal Alouettes, Vernon Adams Jr. Um, I, he's he's one of my favorite guys uh, out there, and uh, I'm going to try here. Give me one second. I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Here is here he is. I'm going to take Eugene Lewis to go along with him as well. I took Eugene Lewis in round number three. Did you? Yes, you did. That's me being stupid. Never mind. I'm going to go with. I got my list got all messed up here. Are you looking for the other big
0: name Alouette's receiver?
2: Yes. That's what I'm looking for. That would be Jake Winicky. Yeah. And he's not taken. I'll take him.
0: He's not taken. Then perfect. That's what I'm looking for. So you're going back to back Alouette's here, your quarterback, your wide receiver. Uh, what is it about this tandem that, uh, that you want to go back to back here with?
2: Well, last year, uh Winneke just got under 900 receiving yards, uh, Sorry, my problem is that the Alouette's website keeps wanting to go to French, and I don't know that. So uh, <laughs> so I, I like the tandem. You got 11 touchdowns. Uh, seven of them look to be over 30 yards. So, you know, that's picking up yards and TDs, boys, and that's what you need in fantasy.
1: Well said, well said. Mike, back to you for your pick in round number five. I think I better make this pit before the quarterback door slams shut on uh, myself. I let the take from my Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Dane Evans. Little bit of a risk running with two quarterbacks from the East given the historical uh, strength of the East division. But I have a feeling this guy is going to come into this season with the chip on his shoulder, uh, having a lot to prove. Uh, my only concern uh, with Dane Evans is how can he handle being the number one guy? Uh, as we've seen in the last couple of years, he can handle that pretty well, except for some unfortunate circumstances.
0: All right, we had a comment in the chat uh, over on YouTube from Rob saying, wondering how far Dane Evans will slide. Well, we have our answer to round number five. He goes to Mike here. So Mike's got both quarterbacks. Trey's got both. I have both. That means, Adam, you're the only one left picking a quarterback. Uh, You could go quarterback here. I have a feeling you might not. Uh, Adam, where are you going for round number five?
3: Well, to be honest, I was thinking not to go quarterback quite yet. And I think I might just drag that out for a little longer because you know what? Everybody's got a quarterback right now. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a position in Saskatchewan that's real popular. And I'm going to go with the kicker, uh, Brett Lowther, uh, for my pick in this round. Saskatchewan kicked a lot of field goals. Brett Lowther's probably one of the more accurate field goal specialists in the league. And I think that, again, he's going to have a great season. And yeah, he gets to go out to Atlantic Canada this year. So that's kind of cool. All
0: right. first kicker off the board in Brett O'Other. Uh, Back to me for back-to-back picks here. So many great players still on the board. Do I go running back? Do I go receiver? I think I'm going to go with... My first running back on the board here. I'm going to stick with the BC Lions, and I'm going with James Butler of the Lions, the only running back on their roster currently. So you know there's not going to be a time share going on there from James Butler. Also, last season, yeah, he started slow. Yeah, they didn't use the running backs a whole lot. uh, But Nathan Rourke could use some help. And down the stretch, Butler had the top score of the week for the final three weeks of the regular season fantasy-wise. I believe he's going to have a great year here, and I want him on my team. Uh, So that's who I have there at that pick. Uh, In round number six, to kick things off, I am going to go uh, over to the Ottawa Red Blacks and take wide receiver Jalen Acklin. I think Jalen Acklin uh, had a fantastic year last year. Was up and down a couple of times, uh, sure, but uh, a great season for Jalen Acklin. And uh, he you know, he is going to have uh, be the go to receiver, I think, for Jeremiah Mazzoli. They've got the connection from Hamilton, Mazzoli going over to Ottawa, so is Acklin. I like that fit there as the number one guy in Ottawa. So that's who I'm going with in round six. Adam, we're heading back to you here.
3: You know, I got to stop playing with fire and not take my uh, second quarterback. I just have to do it by now. And I got a suggestion on Twitter earlier today that, hey, maybe you should consider McLeod Bethel-Thompson from the Toronto Argonauts. uh, Just for the fact that he's got some great receiving core with him. So I'm going to go with McLeod Bethel-Thompson from the Toronto Argonauts.
0: All right, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the final quarterback taken here. All the quarterbacks off the board in round six. Uh, I believe that we've only starting quarterback not picked in this one. Uh, whoever the elk starter is, it's seemingly Nick Arbuckle. Uh, does that surprise anybody that, uh, that Nick Arbuckle is the, the one starting quarterback not left on the board or not being picked here in the draft?
3: No, because, they...
1: because Chris Jones is so unpredictable as to who his quarterback is. Uh, for all we know, it could be Trey Ford in week number one or someone who hasn't even been on anybody's depth chart. With all due seriousness, though, uh, I believe it's going to be Ned Arbuckle, but hasn't really been given any indication But it's his job, at least long term, right? So not entirely surprised on my part.
0: All right, Mike, we're heading back to you here next in the draft. I'm just fixing something up with the draft board while you do that, but uh, why don't you tell us uh, who you have in mind here in round number six?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, if I could follow uh, some ideas uh, in the chat, as well as using common sense, I like the line of painting. From Hussey's Huddle. And so I'm going to take from the Restamp Peters, Reggie Badleton. Uh, my first big game breaking receiver outside of uh outside of uh, Brian Burnham. But like I said, uh this guy didn't have a, another full year uh, with Bolie by Mitchell, and I am hoping that along with Bowley by Mitchell picking up points, Reggie Bagleton will be able to hitch up on that train and gain myself some points as well.
0: All right, Reggie Bagleton off the board. Uh, first Calgary receiver, I believe, taken here in the draft. We go back to Trey for back to back picks, finishing off round number six and kicking off round number seven.
2: All right, I might, this might. I might be a little too early on this, but I'm going to go with the saying from the great late John Madden offense wins games, defense wins championship. So I'm going to take the two time defending Gary Cup champion defense here. Um, I think, you know, the defense and um, fantasy is over often overlooked. You know, sometimes they can get you uh, big points if there's the turnovers, fumbles uh scoreless game so I'm going to take the chance there and take Winnipeg uh with my first pick in the seventh round again I'm going to go a little off board here to make sure I get the best of the best I'm going to take Sergio Castillo uh kicker uh, make sure I get these specialty positions in
0: before you guys get at it all right the defense and the kicker there uh I, I like the picks I mean no there's no doubt Winnipeg's defense uh Last season, fantasy-wise, was often a better play than a lot of quarterbacks were, uh, even most weeks. So, uh, first defense, I believe, goes off the board here uh, to Trey. Mike, your pick for round number seven.
1: Uh, who is it? I'm notorious for going off the board on occasion, as Brian knows. And I'm sure you guys are about to figure it out. So I'm going to take a running back from the Edmonton Alps by the name of Walter Fletcher. And this is just to shore up my running backs in the event that Andrew Harris or William Standback gets injured and a nice third alternative.
0: Uh, Mike, you already have two running backs. You can only pick two running backs in the draft.
1: I can't have extra.
0: No, there are no extras in this draft.
1: Okay. I'll get my bad. Um Okay, then we will go from
0: You've got uh you've got room for uh three more receivers, two defenses, and two kickers.
1: Kay. Uh I'll go from the Okay. Sorry here, guys. This is just doing a bit of a reshuffle here.
0: All right. While well, we give Mike some time to think, uh, how's everybody feeling about their draft teams so far? Uh, Adam, how about let's start with you?
3: You know, I'm feeling okay with mine right now. I'm really, really happy that I got Shafer Baker where I got him a number in the second round. I was worried he was going to go really quick and I'm, I'm glad I got him. Uh The other ones, like I said, lucky whitehead, I'm surprised he went that low. But I mean, you got to let somebody go down. Uh, And there's lots of wide receiver Americans. So to me, overall, I'm thinking I'm having a pretty good draft right now. But you know what? Everybody's, I think, having a good draft. And uh, I know my scouts are telling me to draft somebody right away, but I got to wait for Mike to get that pick in.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I was doing my, especially I think we were discussing beforehand wide receiver rankings. I mean, trying to sort through the top 20 receivers in the league, like that is tough. Uh, Trey, how about you? How are you feeling about your draft so far?
2: Oh, we're all feeling great here in in the war room and, you know, we've gotten every guy we wanted, man. I don't know what you guys are picking, but you know, we got everyone that was on my board except for that one, the one mix up there receiver, but you know, otherwise it's just uh, check marks on my board boys. Right on. Uh, Mike, do you
1: have a pick here for us yet? I do, and I'm just trying to verify that he has not been taken by looking at the board. I'm sticking with the outs, and I'm going with receiver Kenny Lawler. And I'm just verifying, I do not see his name on the screen here no he has not been
0: picked yet kenny waller going in round number seven. okay i just
1: added to my arsenal of game breaking receivers uh but i'm gonna attempt to uh ice this year all right kenny waller league leading
0: receiver last season going
1: all the way in
0: round number seven is that perhaps a big drop here for Kenny Waller. Uh, I didn't have him that high. Did anybody have him originally higher on their draft boards? I'm assuming not, if he hasn't been picked yet. But
3: I, I had him somewhere around eight or nine if I could get him. But I don't like I said I didn't. I wasn't going for him right away. So,
0: all right. Uh, so who are you going with then, Adam? Because you are up next.
3: Well, this guy here had an awesome uh, uh, kind of breakout year in 2019, receiving a lot of passing yards, had an injury in 2021. I think he's recovered from it. He's got the mentality now to play ball like he used to play. Give me number one for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Shaq Evans.
0: All right, Shaq Evans at wide receiver. A rough season last year with the injuries for him. We'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, if he does, I, I sure hope he does, because that means good things for Cody Fajardo for me. Uh, if uh, if Evans does have the bounce back season. Uh, back to me with back-to-back picks here. I'm checking my rankings. A lot of the number one picks I had on here are going off the board. Uh I'm gonna go back here and uh, I'm gonna continue and I'm gonna take another receiver here. Uh I think this guy is going to have an outstanding season. Uh no more Brandon Banks in Hamilton, no more Jalen Acklin in Hamilton. There's a couple ways I could go here, but I like what I saw last year from wide receiver Tim White. He finished seventh in the CFL in receiving yards, uh, was a go-to receiver when called upon, and I expect him to be one of the number one guys again there this year. And uh, that's believe four wide receivers for me on the draft. So let me round it out with my fifth. This is my top Canadian receiver of the year and my bold pick of the season that despite everybody else they have, this guy will be the leading receiver on the Toronto Argonauts. I'm going with wide receiver Curley Gittens Jr., who was one of the hottest fantasy players down the stretch last season. Uh, He is McLeod Bethel Thompson's favorite target. And uh, I'm hoping that leads to some nice fantasy points for myself here with my final receiver in the draft. Uh, We go back to Adam here in round number eight.
3: Well, you know, Trey, I was thinking your strategy there of taking a defense pretty early, and I have to agree on it. I think it might not be a bad idea here. So I'm going to take the defense from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Had a lot of picks last year. Had a lot of fumble recoveries. It was uh, definitely a positive side for them. And I think they're just going to carry on Rick Rowland and with Charleston Hughes there. I don't think anybody's going to stop him.
0: All right, the Riders' defense, the second defense off the board. Mike, we are back to you for with your pick for round number eight.
1: Yeah, I'll take uh, from the Toronto Argonauts. name escapes me right now. Kinder, oh, yeah, sorry. Kitter Boris Biddy. Biddy, Boris Biddy, I think it is. Today, Biddy. Anyway, uh, proven to be one of the most reliable and busiest field goal kickers over the last number of years. And I expect them to be much of the same. Right on.
0: uh, Second kick, third kicker off the board here, Boris Beattie. Uh, Trey, we go back to you to round out round number eight here.
2: Muted. Muted. Let me just double check. I can't remember. I don't think. Oh, no, he was taken. So I'm going to have to change that up again. Who did I have here? Um, Kamar's word, he on the list. No, he's not taken.
0: Wide receiver Kamar Jordan is going to be the second Canadian receiver, or not Canadian, Calgary receiver going in the draft, is what I meant. Kamar Jordan goes to Trey. What is it about Kamar Jordan. UI?
1: Hi, uh, just
2: taking a quick look. He was seventh in receiving yards last year. Uh, picked up, where is it? It's four touchdowns. You know, again, and he got, again, six plays over 30, if that stat is correct. So that's, again, those big yardage plays eat up or get up a lot of points. Um, next, I am going to go back to Winnipeg. I'm going too heavy on Winnipeg. I'm going to go with Rashid Bailey. And I don't like going this much one team, but you know, the, when I got to show these reasons again for the people that are watching. I guess that's why we got to go with the bombers, right?
0: Again, holding up the two gray cup rings. Yeah, yeah. There is Trey Rashid Bailey. We had a comment uh, from Rob in the YouTube chat saying, "Does Rashid Barry, does Rashid Bailey merit being picked?" And uh, I think he had a good season last year, so I would I would agree with you that he does uh just stopping in here uh just uh updating our draft board here a little bit uh mike you are up next on the board but uh let's stop down and check in with you how are you feeling about your draft team so far mike and how you've done in this draft
1: oops yeah a bit of a mid spade for me um a couple guys that i wanted but we're gone but all in all often considered uh can't complain too much
0: right on uh, and uh we checked in with adam we checked in with trey earlier uh for myself so far in the draft you know fourth pick in the draft uh i was kind of excited because there's so many guys early on there's so many guys in the cfl it's not like the nhl where connor mcdavid's your consensus number one pick necessarily across the board There are a lot of different ways you can go, and uh, I'm happy with who I got here. It was the top three guys I wanted in the first three rounds of the draft. Uh, Just getting set here to finish off the updating the draft board. I'm just putting all the Nationals on the list, uh, tagging them appropriately so we can see that updated. I think I got them all. If I missed one, let me know. And uh, we are back with the draft board here. Uh, let's take a look at what everybody's got so far. Uh, so Team Trey's got, uh, Trey's got all of his quarterbacks. He needs a running back yet, a wide receiver, a kicker, and a defense. Also locked in with your two nationals. Uh, we've got uh, Mike needing two receivers, a kicker, and two defenses. Uh, still need a national player there uh adam you need a running back two receivers kicker in a defense and a national and myself uh a running back two kickers two defenses is what i need left on the board so uh i think we're set we're ready to go round number nine mike it's over to you
1: yeah i'm just trying to double check but my player that i want to take is a national um if not, that's going to be a bit of a challenge here. My apologies. Um, yes, he is. Okay. I'll take from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, number 82, Drew Walatarski. Uh, this is a quiet, sneaky signing to go with my uh, uh, receivers who like... To thread the needle deep, probably one of my underrated receivers uh, that isn't necessarily flashy, but will come up with a huge catch every now and then to extend some drives.
0: All right, Drew Wolitarski. Yes, one of those guys that I think is uh, an American or a dual citizenship, I think maybe, right, but is qualified as a national.
2: I think it was his mom or something was Canadian. And yeah, it was definitely a supplement
0: draft. Right. Uh, but Drew does, uh is a national in the CFL. Uh, Adam, over to you in round number nine here for your pick.
3: Well, I've got two more receivers, and I'm sure one of them is going to have to be a national. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick my first one. will be from the Toronto Argonauts, Eric Rogers. And reason being, I mean, let's face it, he used to light it up in Calgary. He has had a little bit of an issue lately in Toronto, but I think he can recover and he's going to have a pretty good season out with the Boatman.
0: All right, Eric Rogers going here to Adam in round number nine. I'm just checking the board to see what I'll I need. I need a running back, two kickers in defense here, or, or in two defenses here still. Uh, check my draft rankings, consult with the folks in the war room. Uh, I'll take my first kicker off the board here. I'm going to go from the Calgary Stampeders with Rene Paradis. They call him Mr. Consistent. Uh, He kicked the most field goals in the league last year, had a great percentage. Rough go in that uh, playoff game for him, but uh, back for another season and uh, always a consistent kicker. A parodies there Uh, and uh, for my uh, next pick I will go over to the running back position and uh, I'm going to go with James Wilder Jr. of the Edmonton Elks I I think James Wilder Jr. uh, fantastic season for him last year I think we're going to see another season of uh, you know bit of an iffy quarterback play potentially there from the Elks I expect to use of Wilder Jr. in that lineup in Chris Jones' offense there. So uh, I'm going with uh, him in round number 10 to round out my running backs here. Uh, Adam, we go right back to you for your pick in week 10.
3: So my pick here is going to be one that uh, I hope is going to play quite a few uh, reps as a running back, but also he's got some kick return uh, ability. I'm going to go with Jamal Morrow of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for a running back.
0: Uh, Jamal Morrow, uh taking over the starting role uh, with William Powell gone this year. Uh, and of course, uh, kick return points underrated when it comes to fantasy totals. So, uh, good pick there in round number 10. We go back to Mike for your pick this round.
1: I'm just verifying, but by my mathematics, I have room for one more wide receiver.
0: Let me check the board here for you. Uh yes you do.
1: Okay. I'd like to take from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Drive aware, Jersey number eighty-three and showed well in the preseason. Rocky Dalton Schoen. And All this, right, I believe this might be considered off the board. But if this guy catches fire and the projected bomber starting offensive uh, arsenal, uh, I might have a bit of a free uh, weapon on my hands that would not require a waiver pickup on my part.
0: Right. The rookie Dalton shown, I believe the first rookie off the board. Well, I don't know. Does Nathan Rourke count as a rookie? I don't know if he does. I don't think he's a rookie. Uh, but uh, Dalton shown Mike in round number 11. Uh, Trey or sorry, round number 10. Trey, we're going back to you here for your back back picks.
2: Right. I'm going to make sure that I have another strong defense. I'm going to go. With Steel Town Hamilton Tiger Cats,
0: what is it about the Tiger Cats defense uh, that that's so strong that you like about
2: them? It just historically is a strong defense, um, and you know, I just kind of take—I kind of did a quick rank of my defense, and I had them number two behind Winnipeg, kind of was tied with a couple other teams. And I just again, I wanted to get make sure I have two good defenses. So bye
0: weeks, there'll be no uh, no slack in there. Well said. I had them at number two on my defensive list as well. Uh, how about you, Adam and Mike? Uh, where did you have Hamilton on your defensive rankings?
3: Uh, they were going to be kind of coming up pretty soon, I think, of my rankings if uh, somebody didn't take
1: them, but I guess – Yeah, and the jam what I try to shut out with debating Hamilton defense and Dalton, Sean, but uh, no, it, it is what it is.
0: All right, we go back to you then uh, for uh, kicking off round 11 here, Trey. Uh, both defenses locked in, I believe, so got to go somewhere else here.
2: Yeah, and I believe, unless I misread it, can you scroll up on the board a little bit? You might. My... I think we should be good. I'm going to take my second kicker then. I'm going to go, not the snowboarder, but the kicker, Sean White. And uh, again, just, you know, he's he's just a guy that's been in the league for a while. He's going to get, uh, I'm pretty sure Edmonton's going to put up some points. He's going to get a lot of uh, extra points and field goals. Wasn't there a couple games last year against Winnipeg where they only scored nothing but field goals? So, you know, kicker's going to get me points there. No. Yeah. He's in BC now. He's in BC now. Never mind, right. Still same point. Same point BC's uh BC's definitely going to get some points as well and I'm not too sure about their offense, so they might still have a lot of field goal opportunities. Yeah, that uh I was
0: thinking the same thing with Sean White when I placed him on my draft board was BC offense maybe moves a little bit, do they put a bunch of points up uh get into Sean White territory uh we see Mike over on, we see on the video here, Mike's on the phone lines consulting with his scouts because he's up next at round uh, in round 11. Uh, third last pick in the draft here, Mike, you need a kicker and two defenses to round out your draft here. Uh, what, what are you going for in round 11?
1: Whoops. Sorry, I had my mic turned off. In round 11, I'm going to take my first defense off the board. A defense that I think will be Sneaky Dread under the radar, even though I pit this team to struggle. This is a team that could, if things break a certain way, uh, be very effective. I'm going to take the Montreal Alouettes defense.
0: Montreal's defense, uh, one of the top fantasy defenses last season. I believe average-wise falling in just behind Winnipeg and Hamilton. Uh, I would agree, very underrated there. Uh, Adam, we're going over to you in round 11 here. Again, three picks left in the draft. You need uh, a kicker, a defense, a wide receiver, and you still need a national.
3: Well, I think I'm going to get the wide receiver and the national filled out for myself right now. A guy that's uh, been over in Edmonton and looked pretty promising back in the day, and then ended up back in Ottawa and has been reasonably productive. I'm going to go with Nate Bahar from the Ottawa Redblacks.
0: Right, hey, Nate Bahar, yes, a solid season for him over in Ottawa last year. Better quarterback in Ottawa this year as well, and should get starting role there. Also, uh, over to me, two. Back-to-back picks. I've got three left in total. I I believe I need one kicker and two defenses here still. Uh, so let me look over at the defensive board. You know, I gotta put my money where my mouth is. Uh, last week on our fa- on our uh, West Division preview show, I said I think the BC Lions could have one of the top defenses in the CFL in 2022, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there on my fantasy team as well. I do have some concerns on the defensive line, but uh, Luchas Pirofoy, Delvin Bro, you know, all those pieces they brought in. Uh, They've got a solid linebacker crew there as well. Uh, Shout out Bola Combo, followed us on Twitter the other day. Uh, So got to represent them in the fantasy team and pick the BC Lions defense. Uh, I'm expecting big things from them this season. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go right back to the board here, I think. Uh, You know, I'm going to take my kicker off the board here, finish that position off, and uh, I'm going to go with Lewis Ward of the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, He broke the kicking records uh, a couple years ago. Last year, a bit of a down year for him, but uh, I do like Lewis Ward there. I think he's one of the top kickers in the game, and I think there's a couple teams with some kicker struggles and some unknowns. And I do not want to be left with one of them with the last pick in the draft. So uh, we'll find out which defense I get given as the last defense available with the last pick here. But uh, we'll we'll see where it is. I'm just happy to get my kickers in place. Uh, Adam, we're back over to you here uh, for your second last pick.
3: Well, Ryan, I hate to say it. They usually say in football, kickers get ridiculed, but defenses win championships. So I'm going to go with the defense, and I don't know how I could bet against the guy because, you know, he's quite the head coach, and he's also a pretty good defensive coordinator. Give me the Edmonton Elks defense, and uh, let's see if Deron Carter can get a couple pick sixes on, well, hopefully not Bo Levi, but somebody else this year.
0: All right. Uh, I figured Edmonton's defense would be one of the ones that goes higher in the draft. The Chris Jones effect, right, uh, is uh, definitely at play there. Uh, Mike, you've got one defense. I believe you've got one kicker as well. So you need one more of each of them here uh, to round out the draft. Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, so, kicker or defense in round 12? Which way are you going here, Mike?
1: Yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm going to need some help here. Fated um, I'm going to go defense, but I'm trying to figure out exactly what's left. I believe
0: there is in no particular order. There is Ottawa, Toronto, and Calgary, I believe, are the three defenses left on the board.
1: Yeah, let's... Uh... Give me a Calgary defense, Uh, a defense that quietly thought very, very good toward the end of last year. They had some struggles, but uh, righted the ship just enough to uh, almost beat Saskatchewan there in the West Semi. All right, Calgary's defense also
0: benefiting from the big addition of uh, Trey Roberson down the stretch, who will be... There full time this season. I like the pick myself. I had Calgary's defense high on my board. Uh, they were my fourth highest defense There's a nice pick for you, Mike. Uh, Trey, two more picks to round out the draft for you. You're done after these two. Uh, what do you have left on the board? And uh, where are you going here?
2: Um, I don't believe I think I have a kicker or a receiver You're and running back. Yeah. Receiver and running back left, yeah. Don't mind just checking. Was William Powell taken? He was not. I'll take him. All right. Perfect. And just one.
0: What is it about William Powell here in round number twelve that you like as your final running back?
2: Uh, I lost the page, but he was fairly high up on, like you know, he's a. He was fairly high up on the on rushing yards last year. and I like the Montreal offense. I think he's just going to have a, I think he's going to have a lot of, a uh, lot of carries and a lot of touches in that offense.
0: Uh, Ottawa offense, I
2: think is what you meant, right? Ottawa, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Ottawa. Um, and. my, Sorry. I apologize. My receiver
0: board is uh, such a mess.
2: <laughs> no problem. Uh, we can filibuster.
0: Uh, we can filibuster if you need, uh, let's go to you, Adam, uh, here. Uh, so William Powell going in round 12 was with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, your hometown team, last season. Uh, what are you expecting from him going back to Ottawa this year? Are you expecting uh, uh, more from Powell than you saw in Saskatchewan? Or I think
3: I think Paul Apelis is going to use him a lot better than what uh, Jason Moss was using him, to be honest. Uh, yeah, William Powell just never really fit in, into Saskatchewan that well. He had some good runs once in a while. He had a few 100-yard games, but for the most part, Saskatchewan didn't use him that well. So, yeah, I do predict that uh, William Powell's going to have a good year, and, man, that's a steal in the 12th round for Trey.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I I think that's a great pick here in round 12. Uh, Do you have your uh, round 13 pick yet?
2: Again, I apologize if he was taken. Was Greg Ellingson taken? He was not. There's another one. Then let's go. Right, I know I'm going heavy blue and gold, but you know, I, you know, I'm not going to show him for the third time. We all know what I'm going to show my two reasons, right? So, uh, until Adam can show me those rings uh, from, from. <laughs> 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 no, hey, don't
3: worry. I've got that one from 07. That one looked pretty nice. If you want yeah. to show Kahari at any time, you're welcome to.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, The smack talk begins already, of course. You can uh, look forward to the back and forth between Adam and Trey Uh, every week on our uh, weekly preview show streaming Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Winnipeg time, 8 p.m. Saskatchewan time. Other time zones convert accordingly Um, and on the podcast feeds as well. So that rounds out the draft for Trey. We go over to Mike here. I believe you need a kicker to round out your draft, Mike.
1: That would be Trep, sir. And I'm going to go with Titter, but I can tell everybody it's going to be a backup already. Um, I don't know, guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Mark I, I, Whoever that bomber place kicker is, I know they put – uh, Ali Matata on the PR, um, I guess that's subject to change, but taking my chances with Mark Ligio, I guess.
0: Yeah, Mark Ligio, uh rough season last year, but uh, did win the kicking job here again. Uh, one of the last kickers to go off the board. Adam, I believe you need a uh, kicker as well. You bet I do. And I've got
3: one lined up. I think he's going to be good. My scouts are all telling me that he has the experience. It's not Paul McCallum, even though that would have been hilarious. I'm going to go with Sean White of the BC Lions.
0: Uh, Sean White was taken by Trey in round 11.
3: All right. Then
0: I Adam was so shocked he disappeared for a sec there. There we go. No, he's back. I believe if I'm not wrong here I believe the only starting kickers left on the board just taking a look here uh, you've got the option of David Cote in Montreal or Michael Dumagala in Hamilton well then I guess
3: with the final selection we're going to go with David Cote of the Montreal Alouettes <laughs>
0: All right. what, what? Why Cote over uh Belmigala of the of the
3: die cats? You know, I just it, it's really a it's just uh, throwing up pick up at this point. I I like Cote what he did last year a little bit better than what I seen out of the Hamilton kicker. Uh, just because I think the Hamilton kicker had one year experience. Cote I think has two years. Just that's mainly what it is. Uh, let's face it. I'm I'm relying on a lot of points from Brett Lowther on my kicking duties.
0: All right. Uh, Well, to me for the final pick in the draft, the final decision to make two defenses left on the board, Toronto and Ottawa. One of them was sixth in my rankings. One was eighth. I got to, of course, go with the team that's sixth. I would have had Ottawa higher. I got to say, I like what they did this off season, but the loss of Kwaku Boateng to injury really hurts to me. I love the Argos defense. Uh, I think they've got a lot of great pieces there. I'm going with the Toronto Argonauts as my defense to round out the draft. They were my sixth ranked defense, and I am happy to take them here to finish off the draft board. So that does it for our 13-round fantasy draft. Let's check in with everybody uh, and, and take a look at everybody's teams here to wrap up the draft portion of this. Uh, Trey, you had the first overall pick. You went to Zach Caleros at quarterback in round one, Brady Oliveira, Nick Dembski, Vernon Adams, Jr. Jake Winneke, uh, the Bombers defense, Sergio Castillo as uh, your first kicker, Kamar Jordan, Rashid Bailey, uh, Hamilton's defense, Sean White is your second kicker, William Powell, Greg Ellingson. What do you think of your draft team here tonight, Trey? Uh, I sense a theme here among the players picked on this roster. Uh, are we going to see the gray cup rings yet again?
2: No, I put them away. They they had to go to bed. They were getting tired from all the attention and stuff. And uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I wasn't planning on going so heavy bomber. Um, but when you guys started taking names that I had written down, they were not, I just kind of started thinking, ah, okay, well I'm going to have to start taking from the Winnipeg pool more and, I'm really happy. We didn't, you know, I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of mix
0: up here. Uh, I like this. I, I think we got a good team. All right. Let's take a look at Mike's team. Uh, starts it off with uh, national running back, Andrew Harris, uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli in round two, William Standback, Brian Burnham, Dane Evans, Reggie Bagleton, Kenny Waller, Boris Beattie, uh, Drew Walitarsky, uh Dalton Schoen, uh, Montreal's defense, Calgary's defense, and Mark Leggio. Uh Mike, what do you think of your draft team here uh, tonight?
1: Well, I, I hate to break the news, but I heard on a podcast that is highly reputable but it's not our podcast, although I'd like to think we're reputable. But on a podcast that I listened to, uh, this individual said, Everybody likes their team on opening night until the games start. So, as much as I love my team, uh, there are concerns on my team that I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping to uh, not have to address. I do like the fact uh, that I have Andrew Harris on my team. Um, Something tells me he's primed for a big year, but I could also completely understand a step back by Andrew Harris. So, yeah, there's some risk there, some risk reward. Uh, you win some, you lose some. Dalton shown to me probably could have waited more, but, uh, you know, if you want your one shot in the dart pit, you uh, not a very, uh, it's a pretty good team, I would say, um, when it comes to the wide receivers and the running backs. Uh, quarterbacks, we'll see. But uh, all in all, like I said, it's possible to like your team going into the year, but by week five or six, there might be some people coming and, coming and going out the door uh, if results aren't met. But if I learned anything from last year, don't overreact too early in the season. Uh, better to be peaking at the right time, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, we all thought Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dane Evans were going to go separate ways. But uh, then look look here, Mike reunites them on a fantasy team uh, for this season as his two quarterbacks uh, Adam uh with the third overall pick went to Bo Levi Mitchell at quarterback. Uh then uh, national receiver Keon Schaefer Baker, uh Kadeem Carey uh at running back, Lucky Whitehead, Brett Lowther, McLeod Bethel Thompson, Shaq Evans, Saskatchewan's defense, Eric Rogers at receiver, Jamal Moore, running back, uh Nate Bahar, national receiver, Edmonton's defense, and David Cote at kicker uh some pretty good representation for the green and white there on adam's team uh adam was that your plan going in and uh what do you make of your draft
3: you know you always stick to what you know and i mean i do know my rough riders and i've seen some at training camp and i i seen some good players there i was a little disappointed actually i didn't get one wide receiver but that's neither here or there that's the way a fantasy draft works uh, to me, I'm glad that I've gotten some uh, that I got my uh, two quarterbacks or two of the guys that I really was after tonight. And I'm really happy on what my wide the remaining of my my wide receiving core looks like. But you know what, there's always room for improvement. And I can definitely see why that I won't be hired as a CFL general manager anytime soon,
0: probably. Let's face it, none of us will, right? That's why we play fantasy, so we can pretend that uh, we know what we're doing uh, until we find out we aren't. Uh, We don't. Uh, For my draft team, uh, I went Cody Fajardo in round one, followed by Duke Williams, Eugene Lewis, uh, Nathan Rourke, uh, Canadian quarterback, uh, James Butler at running back, Jalen Acklin and Tim White at receiver, Curly Gittens Jr., a national wide receiver, Renee Paradis, James Wilder Jr., BC's defense, Lewis Ward, and Toronto's defense to round out the draft. Uh, I, I'm super pumped about my draft team. Uh, I had a lot of my top picks on the board. I really wish I could have gotten Kadim Carey. I'm still frustrated that Adam took him ahead of me uh, because I think he is going to be the top running back in the league this season. But, you know, I got who I thought was going to be the number one quarterback. That's Fajardo. I got who I think is going to be the number one receiver. That's Duke Williams. And uh, I do like uh, a lot of those other plays there I have as well. Uh, a couple sneaky ones, I think, maybe in James Butler and Tim White also. So that's the draft board for this year. Of course, uh, we'll be making waiver transactions, trades throughout the season. Uh, we'll be updating you in on the progress of, uh, of this league throughout the season on our weekly preview shows we'll check in uh there as well uh on top of this fantasy content uh adam trey and myself will also be playing in the cfl podcast fantasy league this season we've got a group of 17 of us going head to head we're playing for charity this year 20 bucks in each uh winner at the end of the season all the money goes to the charity of their choice so doing some good in the world while having some fun with fantasy football so uh you can follow along with us in that all season as well of course we'll be talking fantasy every wednesday on our weekly preview shows you can check that out uh and we're also going to be talking a little bit of prop bets and betting content on our weekly previews also and we've got some fun prop bets for the season here tonight as well to round out the show Uh, i'll turn it over to our resident betting expert here uh, Trey, take it away with the, uh, the prop bet segment.
2: Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm just trying to pull everything up here. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the first one that was up on play now was outright winner CFL best regular season record 2022. Uh, the favorite, of course, was the Blue Bombers. I'm not 100% sure how to read the odds on this site. 2.21, that means for a dollar bet, you'll win $2.20 back. I think for the value pick here for the best record is between the Rough Riders and the Argos. The Rough Riders pay 6-1, to while the Argos will pay 8-1. to You know, those are two teams that I think if Winnipeg gets into injury problems, then I think Michael said, too, he thinks they're going to be, like, that second, third team and then get hot in the playoffs. You know, the Rough Riders and Argos could definitely take – take the top mantle. What do you guys think?
3: I think that the uh, bet with the Riders is actually a pretty good one at 6-1. to Argos especially, because, I mean, if they can get hot, and they can get hot quick, uh, they can prove that they have a quarterback and they've got a good system going on. That team could roll in the East, and let's face it, besides what I said earlier in when we did the East Division preview a few weeks ago, that the Alouettes would be very good, the Argos are going to be pretty decent as well. So I think both of those are pretty pretty good money uh, chances to take if you, if you want to make a small bet on the season.
0: Yeah, I have the Argos finishing first place in the East Division in my prediction. So uh, I, I like the pick on the Argos. I think they're going to be a strong team. Uh, remains to be seen. You know, they made some good additions, but uh, are they, you know, additions that are past their prime, right? Uh, but uh, perhaps, you know. Uh, they're in win now mode. They want to win. They want to follow up last season. So I like that pick there as well. Uh, Mike, any thoughts?
1: All right, guys. Difficult uh, difficulties. Um, no, I I I think it's gonna be a really good season. Um, interested to see uh, which waiver pickups end up making the biggest impact in this thing because you know i was looking earlier today at mine and ryan's draft versus the teams we finished with and i understand that the two-person uh pool but there was a fair amount of change over um i'm curious what's gonna happen uh in in general Well said, well said. Uh, Yes, uh, should be a fun
0: uh, season of fantasy football between the four of us. Uh, So that was your first. uh, Going back to Trey here with the prop bets. uh, That was the first one we had on the board. What's what's up next here?
2: Uh, The outright winner of the worst regular season record in 2022. uh, The co-favorites BC and Edmonton at uh, 225. Uh, The long shot Winnipeg 50 to 1. I could make some money, but I went with the Calgary Stampeders at fifteen to one, because um, I I looked at this. Everyone worse, like um, bigger odds than them is Saskatchewan at fifteen to one, Hamilton at forty to one, and like I said, Winnipeg the fifty to one. So I was thinking the teams. I don't think Winnipeg, Hamilton, or Saskatchewan are gonna have the worst record in the league. Again, I went with the value pick, fifteen to one. You know, five dollars. That's a that's a steak dinner for you and the wife this weekend, or at the end of November, I mean. <laughs>
3: You know, I just have a tendency of disagreeing with that one uh, with the Calgary Stampeders. I just, I don't, I, the, the value is there, I guess, because I mean, it, either it's going to be real good bow or it's going to be real bad bow this year. I mean, obviously I'm banking on very good bow, but I mean, l- I think that right now, if I look at Calgary, I wouldn't probably myself take that bet just because I I don't, I can see the Calgary has a lot more upside than a lot of other teams. Uh I'd be very interested to know though what was the Ottawa red blacks uh, for uh, odds on that one? Just, just for the reason being is they, they're, they're the one team that I really think could really sink in the East and have some trouble. Uh,
2: they're three to one. So again, it was pretty enough. And so that's nah. my, my thing was between, um, cause again, so Calgary is at 15 to one Toronto is at 12 to one again, I, but we're all, we're all pretty high on it. some of us think they're going to be a top team so again it's tough to put them there my other choice was montreal at eight to one again like you know they could have a bad season and then again ottawa bc and edmonton are way down so i was kind of going with value and just by that off chance you have bad bow you know sometimes you got to throw the long shot horse in there just in case you know the favorite uh doesn't make it out of the gate right so that i think uh I don't really think is gonna be the worst team. I just,
0: I just hope that they do because then I placed that bet today. <laughs> yeah, Calgary and Saskatchewan at the same odds here uh, on this one, I believe, if I'm looking at it correctly, right? Uh, so that makes an in- that's an interesting one to, uh, I guess, uh, weigh out here, Mike. Which, Mike, which team do you think finishes uh, has the better odds of finishing worst in the standings, uh, Calgary or Saskatchewan?
1: I don't know. Um, it's a very interesting debate between those two because, you know, I love a lot of what the writers did this offseason. I also love a lot of what Calgary has been over the years. Uh, I think it comes down to two questions for both sides. Uh, number one, which fully by Mitchell do we get? Uh, do we get the one that started the preseason but looks completely uh overwhelmed at points? Uh do we get a healthy bully by Mitchell but rides to an MOP? Um again for Saskatchewan I, I I hate to say it. It comes down to that offensive line. Um you know, you lose Fajardo pretty much. Pretty much, you know what? I'm not even gonna talk about the quarterback debate. To, to be honest, because I, I think outside of a few teams, if if you lose your quarterback, you're you're gonna be in some trouble. Um so I, I think with that being kind of the outlier, um Caly season rests on holy by Mitchell. We're not sure. Uh Jake Mayer, you know I I still am of the opinion that we won't see Bully by Mitchell for the full season. Uh, I think we're going to see Jake Mayer in. And you know what? If if Saskatchewan finishes in last place, uh, for whatever reason, guys, uh, it's time to go in there and it's time to clean house because that is not in the cards for the Riders this year. And... If they finish last in the West Division, there is going to be some major changes with the riders. I think Calgary. I think you can have a bit of an allowance uh, to, to be in last place, but man, it's just finishes in last place, uh, heads are gonna roll. There, uh, it, it's already a market that is difficult to. Um, it's already a market that's already struggling to sell out a lot of games. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know if taking advantage would be the right word, but it, it's gotten to be a tougher sell in Saskatchewan than in the past. It, it just wouldn't be good. Hosting the Great Cup and being in last place, speaking from experience, that happened here. The last time we hosted the Great Cup, Good times, uh, good it, times. It, it, it did not go well. Uh, it will not go well. Uh, and to be honest, so the Saskatchewan Rough Riders finishing in last place. Uh, so I'm being inundated by mosquitoes here.
0: Yeah, did you uh, just clap and kill a mosquito mid thought on the podcast? That was amazing.
1: Yeah, so anyway, the mosquito, uh, twitch story, we. We had to taste the a in here when we first started recording. So now it's the mosquito date. But, uh, yeah, no, so that being said, um, no, I, I agree. Successful finishing in last place would be the equivalent of the Green Bay Packers finishing last in the NFC North. Uh, sorry, but that's kind of the way I envision things with the being, you know, the Green Bay Packers fan base wouldn't wouldn't do well. My uh, long we my long-winded answer gets to this one simple point. I don't think either of these will happen, but it's nice to have I guess the discussion.
0: We've got a comment here uh, from Smiles 24 watching over on Twitch. Uh, when the riders get good and protect their, protect their quarterback, they definitely can be good. Younger team, but riders have the ability to do it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Kat also saying we want the frog back. Uh, maybe one day the frog will come back uh, <laughs> here on the podcast. Uh, Trey, let's head back to you for the next prop bet.
2: Um. Awesome, awesome. Yes, there was a couple interesting ones. They had three head-to-head matchups on play now as well. Uh, start with the first one, head-to-head matchups between Winnipeg and Hamilton. I believe they play twice, so I'm not sure what happens in the event of uh probably close to points, maybe. Um, but I'm gonna take Winnipeg in that one. Um, even if they go one and one, I think whatever the tie break is might lean towards Winnipeg. Uh, Hamilton is the underdog, but again, it's not really paying anything crazy different. It's uh, 220 for Hamilton and 162 for Winnipeg. I just thought these bets were interesting to bet on the uh, the head-to-head matchups over the season. Uh, what do you guys think?
3: Well, I hate to bring it up, and I know I'm off topic, but I definitely made a few dollars here with my Colorado Avalanche. Uh yeah, six five. I know. I'll be posting my little thing later over on Twitter don't you worry about that anyways uh what you're saying with the uh, Hamilton Winnipeg one tray I looked at that and I said you know yeah there's just not enough money to go for Hamilton uh, it's it's an interesting kind of thing that they would make that into a prop bet to be honest I would think you would maybe do rivalries instead maybe like Saskatchewan Winnipeg or Edmonton Calgary or Hamilton Toronto the,
2: the next two are the next two are
3: the next two are oh okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, like uh, that one there, uh, yeah, it's hard to bet against Winnipeg. I mean, let's face it, they are the defending champs as much as you, in Saskatchewan, we don't like saying it. Uh, they're they're probably the better team out of the two between Hamilton and Winnipeg. Uh, but yeah, no, to me, yeah, there's just, there's just not enough on there to to either go either way, really. Is there, what do you think, Mike?
1: Sorry, guys, you did I have to repeat the question. I'm having uh, difficulty picking up uh, what you guys are saying, unfortunately.
3: Trey, you want to go through that once more? Essentially, it's a bet between who's going to win the season series between Hamilton and Winnipeg. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, I think it's going to be split between the two. Uh, I, I think both teams winning each other's parts. Uh, just because of the uh, because of the uh, fan bases, uh, although I think it would be nice if the uh, Bombers went into uh, Tim Hortons Field and you know followed up Great Cup memory with a victory. But uh, no, I I think uh, you know in all seriousness, I think this has the potential to be a Great Cup rematch again. Um, You know, there's not really much standing in the way of either of these two teams getting back to the game. You know, when you look at the way the rosters are constructed.
0: I uh, think seven other fan bases would roll in their graves if that happened for the third straight season.
3: Including the green one that's also real upset over on this side.
1: But can you tell me on paper that either one of these teams has done something to take A drastic step back, but you couldn't see these two teams in the Grey Cup. I mean, I know you know there's some question about Dane Evans, but you know, to me, the Brandon Banks moving on is the equivalent of spending money elsewhere. Uh, You know that Hamilton defense to me had the the ability to be a number one defense again. Um,
0: I don't think it's ever happened
1: three years in a row. Just For the state of Andrew and seven other fan bases? I don't think it's out of the
0: realm of possibility to see these teams in the finals. Uh, They're not my two picks to go there, but I think they have as good of a shot as anybody. I wouldn't put them above anybody else in the standings uh, by a large margin. Um, In terms of the bet here in the season series, I guess you know this one they they call it a rivalry uh because of the back-to-back Grey Cup matchups that's probably why it's there. Do they have these prop bets for every single combination of teams or are there only these specific ones straight?
2: There was just 3. I don't know why where they picked the 3 from uh yes, yeah, Winnipeg, Hamilton and then Toronto, Ottawa, Calgary, Saskatchewan were the 3. So and all of the two, um, Winnipeg Hamilton and Calgary Saskatchewan were pretty even, but we'll talk about it later. Toronto Ottawa, there was a little bit of difference. So I would have uh, betting I might lean to Ottawa. But yeah, I just thought these were cool. Like I wish they had every combination that would actually be more fun. Like uh, like Adam said, where was Banjo Bowl and Labor Day and stuff like that? And, yeah, that should be the prime one to bet yeah, in there, you would think. Uh, but. I don't know, but I'm sure Adam and I will come up with a bet on our own, right? So it'll be all good.
3: And we're still looking for fans, by the way. If you, uh, if you want to go and give us an idea for some bets, or give us some yeah. ideas for what to do in the Banjo Bowl and Labor Day, by all means, leave them in the comments. We want to hear them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I am going to agree with Mike on the Hamilton Winnipeg one and say it's probably going to split. If it leans more to one team, one team, I would lean towards Winnipeg uh, there for taking two, but uh, I could see it being a-, a split even across the board between them. Uh, what's the next one here, Trey?
2: Yeah. We'll jump to Calgary and, and Saskatchewan. Uh, I believe they only played twice the last two weeks of the regular season. So this is an interesting one. Um, I've looked on both schedules. I'm not, yeah. Last two weeks, home and home tended off. Um, I took the rough riders to win that one. Cause I, I think we're going to have a uh, no go bow this year. And I think Saskatchewan or Calgary is not going to win many head to heads this year. So it was 195 for Calgary and 180 for Saskatchewan, so no real money difference. Again, it's uh, I'm actually surprised these bets aren't a little more, but I guess it's, their teams are pretty even. Uh, Adam, what do you think about your Rough Riders? Do you think they're going to sweep uh, the Stampeders in October?
3: I sure like them too, but I just don't see it. I mean, it's so hard to win a home-and-home home series, no matter which team you play. If it's uh, Winnipeg, if it's Saskatchewan, if it's Calgary, or even Edmonton. It's so hard to win back to back on games. I mean, look at what uh, last year was with uh, Calgary uh, and Saskatchewan. I mean, Saskatchewan won one of the three back to back to backs, and of course, there's a bye week in the middle of that. So, to me, it's a split. Uh, I think maybe that uh, if depends which bow shows up again. Like we've been saying so many times this uh, podcast, if it's if it's good bow. I would probably give the odds to Calgary just because I think he can probably, uh, he can probably light Saskatchewan up maybe a little bit more with his arm, but uh, depends what arm is underneath Bow. also. If it's, if it's ugly Bow, uh, I go narrowly for the Rough Riders because Duke Williams and Cody Fajardo. Uh, so like I say, it's, it's a very tough one to say on this one uh, just because those two teams are going to be probably battling for Rob uh, for a playoff game at home. Come October.
0: I think Kat in the the Twitch chat has a great point here that uh, I think those might be more relaxed games end of the season where it matters less for the games. It's it's a lot different than picking Labor Day Banjo Bowl uh, because it could go one of two ways. Starters could be resting in that final game of the season because playoff spots are locked in. Or these two teams could be battling for a playoff spot. Uh, So I could see it going either way. Either way, I again I agree. It's probably going to be a split more often than not. It is on a home and home series, so uh, I got to go. Uh, who would I give the edge to? See, that's that's hard to tell when it's so far late in the season, and uh, you don't know which team's going to be in what spot there. So uh, I don't think I have a pick yet on which team I would give the edge to for uh, for two two wins there. Depends how this, the rest of the season plays out. no yeah that's pretty fair
2: uh the last one though i have is more my uh my most interesting one out of the three toronto and the ottawa red blacks toronto at 116 but ottawa at five so four to one odds on it if they play three times i think believe once in july and twice in september i'm betting wise again i'm not too bad I, i'll admit i might put 20 bucks down on ottawa just in case somehow uh Harris gets injured, or he's not the way he is, and Brandon Banks isn't the way he is, and Bethel Thompson has nobody to throw to. You know that. I betting wise, I'll go for that. Like I know Toronto's probably going to go three and zero, or at least two and one. But betting wise, maybe Ottawa
0: picks up something late in September. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a decent value pick there for Ottawa. What did you say? Three games between the two teams. Uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of the possibility that we see Ottawa win a couple of those games there. I think there's going to be a well-improved Ottawa team, uh, especially you know just checking the schedule to see when exactly these games are there. Uh, they've got one in week seven, one in week fourteen, and then Toronto's got a bye, and then they've got a bye week, and they play again in week sixteen. So uh, I think, yeah, you know, later in the season gives Ottawa more time to gel with a brand new roster. Kind of like that pick there uh, to go with the Red Blacks. Uh, we've got Hussey's huddle in the YouTube chat saying Toronto did not play well in that one game versus Ottawa last year, the one that Duck Hodges started. Oh, who could forget the legacy of Duck Hodges, who is subsequently retired from the CFL. But uh, uh Adam, what do you think here on uh, on Toronto and Ottawa?
3: Yeah, no, the value is right there for Ottawa. I mean, if you are a real betting man and you feel like, it, let's face it, Ottawa at this time of the year, everybody's and 0 and everybody's going to be uh, real good in position to play any team very hard. Ottawa played them well in the preseason, I thought. uh didn't maybe come out the way they wanted it to, but it is what it is. Uh, but you know what? I think that the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks with Paul Lapolis, they could pull off the 2-1 uh, and one on them and could really hurt Toronto's odds to uh, all of a sudden host or be in a playoff game. Yeah, Toronto should win that one. Don't get me wrong. Toronto should be the team that should probably walk on Ottawa and probably do it pretty easily. However, there's a lot of talent in that Ottawa team that wasn't there last year. And you can't tell me the is not going to have those guys ready to go. William Powell's in the team. Nathan Bahar, as I mentioned before. And Jeremiah Mazzoli wants to prove something this year. That he is a legitimate number one quarterback in this league. And you know what? I, I, there's enough there that, alone, to, uh, with not even the value included, to pick Ottawa. What do you think there?
1: So, was that directed at me? There.
3: Yeah, no, I was just saying. Who do you think out of Ottawa and Toronto for the season series? They play three games, so you got to pick an outright winner. But uh, who do you think out of Toronto and Ottawa?
1: Yeah, guys. To to me, this I'm hesitant to give Toronto two wins uh, here against Ottawa. Um, you it, to me, it's just. To me, I consider Toronto and Ottawa to be a rivalry as much as Hamilton and Toronto goes. And let's just say, hypothetically speaking, your, your season doesn't go well. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of pride to attempt to win at least one of those season series. Um yeah. I hate to say that this didn't come across as um, trying to be skeptical, but I'm not as high on the Ardenots as some other people seem to be, uh, largely because I'm not sure Andrew Harris can stay healthy, among other things. Um a lot of time, listeners of this podcast know how I feel about McLeod Bethel Thompson. Um, but again, you know what? Ottawa to me, to me, I I think Ottawa can win two out of these three games, uh, just straight up. Uh, but I feel like Jeremiah Mazzoli is gonna be out to prove his doubters wrong. Uh, there was a lot of Do we keep Jeremiah Mazzoli? Do we keep uh, Dane Evans? Um, Don't sleep on the Ottawa Red Block. I have them near the top of this East Division uh, for a reason. And these are going to be close competitive games, but Ottawa can certainly win two out of three. Uh, There were weeks where I thought Ottawa would have the doors blown off of them last last year uh, just because of their talent. but, you know, that's these aren't last year's red blots, let me tell you. There's a lot of pride in that, in that, in that, off, in that office of the red Blots. And, you know, we've seen them make this last place, the first place turnaround. Why can't they beat Toronto 2 out of 3? I'm telling you right now, it didn't happen. All right. Trey, do we have any more
0: bets on the board here for the prop bets before uh, the season?
2: no but just a quick note to anyone who wants to bet always keep an eye on the odds because some switched up on me today so just real quick hamilton at saskatchewan hamilton's plus one on the point spread when i made the bet it was one and a half so saskatchewan has to win by two but now they will have to win by one so just yeah i always make sure Yeah, maybe wait it out sometimes but they can also go the other way uh so like ottawa is plus nine and a half with winnipeg so is gonna win by a full ten? Sometimes those big point spreads change too, so always keep an eye on that if you
0: uh, make it any betting this weekend. Right, for sure. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be talking the best bets uh, all season long on our weekly preview show. More uh, more announcements to come of how we're gonna do that. Some fun stuff we've got going on with that. Uh, well, our, this is pretty much it for our season preview content, uh, and we get into. I mean, this week in a couple days, the season kicks off Thursday, June 9th. The season kicks off, and so too does our regular season content. Uh, As we get ready to wrap things up here tonight, let's take a look at what's to come here on the podcast. Uh, Every Monday night throughout the season, you can uh, find us here. Uh, We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, on the Game Time TV YouTube page as well. Uh, For our CFL Weekly Recap, we'll have Game Recaps, CFL News, Players of the Week. That's every Monday night, 9 p.m. Winnipeg time, 8 p.m. Saskatchewan. Uh, And then every Wednesday, including this Wednesday, two days from now, our CFL Weekly Preview. We'll have Game Previews, talk storylines and things like that, make our picks. We'll talk some CFL fantasy, just like we did tonight. And uh, Trey will have us set up with some prop bets there as well. Uh, that's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Winnipeg, 8 p.m. Saskatchewan. again, uh, live on uh, all of the platforms. So uh, make sure you subscribe on uh, whatever platform you prefer to watch or listen on. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for great content here from us all season long. Uh, make sure you check out all the other great shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast network as well at CF pod Network on Twitter. Uh, guys, where can everybody find what you've got going on uh, on social media these days Adam, let's start with you.
3: Well, for sure. well one thing before I wanted to get going here guys I just I just really appreciate everybody there that's been sending questions in whether you're on Twitch or you're on Facebook or you're on Twitter or even on YouTube here. Guys, it's amazing seeing all those questions being uh, asked or comments or anything of that in the public chat. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you can find me at Stewart one uh, over on Twitter. You know, I've got lots of farming stuff there. I've got all sorts of CFL stuff coming up. And of course, I guess I'm going to have to talk about uh, the Western Conference champion Colorado Avalanche. Uh, make sure we mention those once in a while. Sure, there's gonna be a few more tweets on that. And I'm sorry for what I do to Edmonton fans tonight. Uh Trey, where can guys find you?
2: Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at Trey MB Harness. Uh yeah, if you ever want to talk football, uh horse racing. Um, I'm always watching the Cineboy at Downs or any anything going on in Canada or UFC, anything you can bet on, anything you can watch, you can talk to me at Trey MB Harness. Uh Michael, what about you?
1: Man, I hate these buttons sometimes. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, at MikeGero, GameTime, Facebook.com, Batplot, GameTime, TVMB, primary source of information will be Twitter. By the way, Oilers fans, okay, I know it's going to come, and I know it might be a spoiler to some people, but two things on the way out here. I'm watching the game here at the... uh, Show's going on. Number one, different goalie, please, next year. You're not going anywhere with Mike Smith, sorry to say. Second of all, uh, since I'm really, really fired up right now based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, that is the overtime winning goal. No matter which way you slice it, I know Oilers fans aren't happy with it, but it's a goal. I am the first to say goal versus no goal, uh, opinions as you've seen on Facebook and Twitter from time to time it's a goal uh, it's not like one win would have changed any thoughts and opinions on the rest of the series but uh, still a great run for the winners and uh, now we gotta wait 11 to 13 days if you're in Colorado to see uh, who you're gonna play in the Stanley Cup final uh, Coop your boys saved their season last night and might have found a way off the mat. Time will tell. That's it for me, guys.
0: Yes. Uh, the hero Andre Pilat with the last second goal to uh, make the series 2-1. I'm hoping my Tampa Bay Lightning can uh, get to the finals to take on Adams Colorado Avalanche. Sure. That will be a fun time on the podcast. Uh, we may all hate each other before the season's like five weeks old. We'll see. No, it's always a blast getting to chat here on the podcast all together. You can find the podcast on social media. We're on Twitter, at CF Countdown Pod. We're on Facebook, the Canadian Football Countdown there as well. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on or watching, we appreciate it. if you do all the fun things let, such as like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, share the show with your friends, help us grow the show. We always appreciate that. Forgot to mention, you can find me on Twitter as well, at CooperTrooper42. Uh, I think that's it for tonight. CFL season's back right away. Starts this week. We'll be here Wednesday night preview, and then let's get the games rolling. As always, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.